We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to episode 388 of the Barcelona Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Dan Hilton, and yeah, I'm cheating a little bit today. I'm all alone, but that summer transfer window grades video that I promised for YouTube, well, it came out, and it was way longer than I wanted it to be. So if you were an audio person and not a visual person, please enjoy the next 20 plus minutes on me going through every single grade for every single transfer move at FC Barcelona with a few Barca Athletic at the end. So, you know, what I did learn here, not to say that you should skip to the end here, but what I did learn is that not only did Matteo Alemani knock it out of the park, but there was a lot of business. From May to September, we always feel like everything has to be done that hour, that minute, and of course that is the case with deadline day. But the Coutinho move is all the way back in May. Frank Kessier and Christensen, they've been locked up for a while. And Matteo Alemani, since January, has been building this squad. And I'm even more excited after putting all that painstaking work into all this. So without further ado, please enjoy. There's no meat at the end. So I will talk to you again for the Sevilla-Barcelona match review. Well, that's on YouTube, but audio form, we're going to talk about that either Sunday or Monday. And then I'll have the pod, the next pod, I should say, will be out in your ears shortly thereafter. So without further ado, again, enjoy. Believe it or not, the most important part of FC Barcelona's season is still to come. In 2022, it feels like trophies are decided by who wins and who loses the transfer window. And for Barcelona, it's never felt more true. Much like last January was the biggest January transfer window we've ever seen, this summer has shaped up to be arguably the most comprehensive overhaul of the squad in a long, long time, and maybe ever. 2014 with Luis Suarez, Ter Stegen, Claudio Bravo, Rakitic, Jeremy Mathieu, and Thomas Vermeulen, oh, and Douglas, that was the last time the first team got shuffled this much. This summer has a similar feel, and it's not just the new number nine that's arrived. And just like in January, I thought it'd be appropriate to give individual single grades to each and every move made by Matteo Alemani and company, including some from Barca Athletic that I feel like could affect the first team this year. And before we get started, I should say that usually this video is written just as deadline day is here, because so much business is still done on deadline day. But this year, yeah, there was a few moves. It felt good to have this mainly written a few weeks ago. Now, it was still weeks of drama due to the finances and most significantly the global media's perception of those finances, but the transfer business seemed to run pretty smoothly. Well, at least it gets to the players who didn't leave or who were forced out the door with two hands on their back, but we'll get to that later. Because we begin with the transfers that came in that are at the top of the class, the ones that move up the entire class curve, and the ones that will be most heavily weighted 
when I decide the overall grade at the end. I know it feels like a lifetime ago, but Frank Kessier to FC Barcelona on a free transfer was pretty much done before last season even ended. If I was grading him as a successor to Busquets, which is what the initial belief for that midfield signing was, then it wouldn't be a very high grade. Kessier is an interior, and while Gabi is getting the early starts, this transfer still gets a solid A. I think the only thing keeping it from being an A+, is that his salary is just around Pedri's, and I'm not sure if he's going to be a guaranteed starter. But getting a talent like Kessier on a free transfer? Terrific. Andres Christensen is another A for pretty much the exact same reasons. Taking a starter from the Champions League winner on a free transfer? Excellent business, regardless of what happens with his time at Barcelona. The only thing that keeps it from being an A+, is similar to Kessier. With Garcia, Araujo, Koundé, and Piquet still floating around, that salary may have been used better elsewhere. But that's no fault of Andres Christensen. He wanted to come to Barcelona, and he made it happen. And what is that emotional paradox that teachers have to deal with that I don't think I could give Kessier and Christensen A's because I would have felt too uncomfortable giving too many A-pluses, right? That's supposed to be for the top, top of the class. And immediately after giving out two A's, I've got to start giving out my A-pluses, and the first one goes to Robert Lewandowski. Yeah, he was missing the goal sum in preseason, but after four goals in two games, if there was even a single person who doubted him, well, that person is quiet again. The argument that he has no resale value is absolutely nuts to me. Even if Barca did sell players on, which they don't if they're usable, Lewandowski might still be worth something when he's 37. But as a transfer for this season, this is a transfer that can help the club win trophies. Right now, like this year. And isn't that the biggest part of what this is all about? Now Rafinha, who is also an A+. Any early concerns that he might not fit in or hit the ground running have pretty much been completely unfounded. He showed in the preseason of Clasico that that long shot will still fire in Catalonia, and his versatility to play on both the right and deputize on the left gives Xavi the options he needs to keep the opponent guessing. And the deal itself, 58 million euros. That was close to taking this down to an A or an A-, minus. but looking at Anthony going for closer to 100 million and Chelsea signing defenders for more than that amount, it seems like the market value is fair based on the market for Rafinha this season. And my final A plus is Jules Koundé. No surprises there. Prior to the transfer, he had a market value of 60 million euros. But Barcelona were able to get this 23-year-old center back, arguably the best center back in the Liga over the last two seasons, for 50 million euros. Knowing what I know of Koundé, much like Lewandowski and Rafinha, this is a can't-miss signing. Koundé will be a success at Barcelona, barring the usual injury disclaimer, something that he's never been prone to. In the case of Koundé, Barcelona wanted a high-level center back who could play with the ball, and they got exactly that. That is excellent business, filling a need for the club. Now before we get into the deadline day moves, let's talk about the internal moves. I did have a bit of trouble with these grades for the internal moves, the renewals and such, because Usmane Dembélé and that whole saga, I mean, that is impossible to grade. On the merit of the whole saga and talking about it for months, I give the drama an F-, but as far as how it played out for Barcelona, the number they got, the fact that they didn't need to sacrifice anybody else, this has to be an A+, as well. I know, an A+. They navigated a nightmare of an agent, awful demands, a timeline that could have sidetracked other transfer business, and they still came out of it with one of the most impactful wingers in world football. There's an argument that he may, at this moment, be underpaid, but a trip to the infirmary could very much reverse that notion. And with all the moves that have happened, I think we kind of forget that Sergio Roberto was renewed as well. And I'll give that one a B. If the intel that came out surrounding the renewal is correct, this was indeed a reduction of his immense wages to keep him at the club. Yeah, not a deferral, but a reduction of his wages, and it was necessary to register the A-pluses I started this video with. I also think there's a bit of an overcorrection on Roberto the player. Any support you're hearing from outside of Catalonia, that's a straw man. I haven't heard from that person. 
Nobody outside of the stadium perimeter believes that he belongs at the level starting for Xavi. But I think now we're kind of underrating him. He's good enough to be a backup at the right back spot, but more on that in a second. The last internal move other than Iñaki Pena returning from loan and staying with the club is the technically the promotion of Alejandro Valde, though he is still registered with Barca Athletic. We saw Gabi and Nico had the same thing for much of last year, Nico getting the full promotion in January, and Gabi, because of that professional contract, but we're still waiting on that. And it's not official official, but it does seem like Valde's time with Barca Athletic is all but over. And he didn't move out on a loan now for the summer. A January loan is possible, of course, but that means it's a three-way race for minutes with Alonso and Alba. I'm giving the promotion a B plus because Alba is still around. Balde has long shown flashes of being the future. I just worry about substantial minutes on Barca's first team in his present. Now, if he is a starter in March, I very much have the right, and this is my video, these are my grades, to turn this into an A+. Because if he is a starter come the spring, then the club has hit a home run. I mean, just by sticking with the player who's had such high potential for so long. And finally, the two deadline day reinforcements. There was no big surprise as promised, and I'm a little surprised so many of you fell for it. We were told throughout the summer that if Frankie Young were to leave, Bernardo Silva was pretty much done and dusted. And Frankie Young is still here, so Bernardo Silva didn't arrive. And I felt like we kind of knew that was going to be the case for much of the summer and the last few weeks. And I think our heart always wants more than what transfer reality really is. And honestly, it is okay to be duped. Kool-Aid's want their team to be as strong as possible, and I don't blame anybody for wanting that. Are you missing out on your favorite show because it's not available in your region? Trying to keep your private time private? Well, let me introduce you to NordVPN. Now, you heard me talk last week how Francesca and I, you know, we have never really met in person. We have lived thousands of miles away. And while Frances is not currently and hasn't been on the show in quite some time, he did introduce me. And yeah, he introduced me to Barcelona Blog and all that stuff and got this started. More importantly, he did introduce me to NordVPN and the use of VPNs. And it has been essential and important to all of the viewing that I do, whether it's Barca B, whether it's lower Spanish division teams, whether it's the leagues I don't have access to, the Eredivisie, and getting that stuff in Catalonia has been essential to doing this whole thing. So if you're bored of US Netflix, why not take it for a spin in the UK? Using NordVPN and a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you. With 5,000 plus server options, no show is out of your reach. Using my link, nordvpn.com backslash thebarcelona, you can receive a huge discount on a two-year plan plus one free month. We all love to binge, but privacy is a big deal too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. They've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an affected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget there is literally no risk to you with their 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like it, great. If you don't, they'll issue a refund and you can pretend the entire situation never even happened. Check out my link, nordvpn.com backslash the Barcelona to get your subscription started today. And I don't need to tell you, but Champions League Soccer is back, streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration start September 6th. The biggest stars, top teams, and the craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid... Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title against Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona, and more in soccer's biggest club competition. 
So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League, live starting September 6th, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Now back to the show. And to reinforce the squad at the right price came Hector Bellerin on a free transfer. Returning home to the club, he left as a teenager on a one-year deal with no second-year option. He's 27, made tons of appearances for Arsenal, showed himself as a useful player last year for Real Betis, and his grades should be tied to his expectations. If you think he'll be the every-game starter at right-back and make Eric Garcia, Araujo, Christensen, and Koundé fight for two spots, then he'll likely disappoint you. But if you think he'll likely split time with Sergio Roberto and be useful, then he'll be closer to expectations. I'm giving this a B because I don't think there was much else out there and the deal doesn't hurt the club in any way. On the other side, I'm having a really hard time with this Marcos Alonso grade. I've spoken about it before on the podcast. Getting Marcos Alonso to play left back for Barcelona doesn't really excite me, but it's also a move that very quickly I could warm up to. He's 31, pretty good at a bunch of stuff, but I still wouldn't call him one of the best at his position. So I think Barca and Xavi settled a little bit and the grade should be lower. However, Having him terminate his contract and including him in the Aubameyang deal with a transfer fee also coming into Barca's pocket, I'll take that piece of business and I think Alonso is good enough under those circumstances. His wages also appear to be bottom half of the squad, and it seems he's coming with the understanding that Balde could even start over him. So for that, I'm actually giving this a B. Alright, so since we don't want this video to be an hour long, it's time to pick up the pace a little bit with the outros. A lot had to happen, and what didn't happen will affect the overall grade, but there still were a ton of players that found the door or were, as I said before, pushed with two hands on their back. So many of the grades involved in the outros have to be concerned with the loan or the sale itself. Because, I gotta be honest, while I've tried to see at least the team that these players went to at least once or twice, you know, I try to watch as much football as possible, I'm no expert on their landing spots. Like, for example, I'm giving a B to Samu Umtiti to Lecce with that loan deal. Just having him go somewhere to play football and a place that paid even a cent of his salary, that's a positive. That's why a B, it feels too high, but I have no way of knowing what the market was for him. Realistically, there was no market for some of these players, so finding a home for them at all was a positive. However, and this is a big however, this deal for Umtiti turns to a D or an F if in a year's time he hasn't recouped any of his value. The club is biting the bullet on his contract. If nothing changes, Umtiti would be the fifth highest paid player on Barca this season, ahead of Lewandowski, Ansu, and Jules Koundé. I mean, it's not the fault of the current administration or anybody involved in the club, but God, I don't know, man. Bartomeu. That's it. Bartomeu. And speaking of Bartomeu, while it did happen months ago, Felipe Coutinho to Aston Villa for a transfer fee. Yeah, that was this window. Can you believe it? It was 20 million euros back in May. And I'm giving this move an A without looking back. I'm not grading his initial transfer fee. His time at Barca, none of it. Just what Barca got for him and the move for him. With the restructuring of the short-term debt, Barcelona has officially paid off Coutinho in full, gotten something back for him, and you should do the same thing I did many years ago. Like an ex, don't see how they're doing. Don't call, give them space, let them live their life, and hopefully Coutinho can live his best life in the Premier League. Down to the championship, Raymond Oz to Watford on a free transfer, that's getting a C+. It's a shame that Barca couldn't really get anything for him, and so far it looks like he's nothing more than a substitute. Would Barca have been better to extend him and get him on a loan somewhere else? Honestly, with all the other business conducted, I can't imagine any of the suits fielded that many phone calls or had that many meetings about Minaj. Musa Wage also left on a free transfer to HNK Garika in the Croatian First Division, and he's already made four appearances. That alone, him being back on the field, gives this move a B+. 
After seemingly seeing his career end after a horrific injury out on loan, he's finally back on the field after two years and still just 23 years old, and I really wish the best for Wage. Turning 23 in December is Trincao, and he's going back to Portugal. It's a loan move to Sporting CP with an option to buy. There was no way that Barca can possibly recoup what they spent on him, but that's not what this grade is for. I'm giving this loan move a B plus because Sporting CP is still a top side in Portugal, and a move home should be good for Trincao after getting lost in the wilderness at Wolves. Here's hoping he can get back to who we thought we all saw when he was at Braga. Speaking of lost in the Premier League, Neto has moved to be the starter at Bournemouth, but so far through four games, he started the last one, but was on the bench for the first three. The 33-year-old left Barca on a free after having his contract mutually terminated, and that was done so Barca could save on his salary. But this one gets a C, and it maybe should be lower, but I'm frankly a bit surprised that there was no market for a goalkeeper with his resume. Fortunately, the club did get a transfer fee for Oscar Mangueza, who left for Celta de Vigo for about 5 million euros. Early returns for him haven't been good, he's played just one minute, but over the season, he should get a chance with the Galician side. From the Barca side of this, this deal gets an A, because that's more than a fair transfer fee for a player that was, at 23, basically out of the team sans the Frankfurt game, and who knows how much more he could possibly give. In bigger news, Ricky Puj left Europe for MLS, coming to the United States to play for the LA Galaxy. While he did leave on a free transfer, there is a sell-on fee, and since I have had the good fortune of watching every minute he's played so far in MLS, that sell-on fee is looking more and more encouraging with each game. And being that he still just turned 23, his eventual return to Europe could be more lucrative than we first expected. And that move, while it seems puzzling to those in Europe or abroad, it gets a B for me. It's a good place for him to reset his career, and again, I think that fee, or sell-on fee that Barca might get, could be lucrative. Also coming to the Americas was Danny Alves, who was given his marching orders to Pumas on a free transfer. I really don't know what to make of this. It felt weird the way the club kind of pushed him out even though he was playing on the absolute league minimum. But then when he returned for the Gampere Trophy, it felt like the proper send-off he deserved was playing the entire time. I don't feel good about it, but I have to give this a B plus. I mean, he is playing for Pumas. He's an important figure for them already. He got his nice send-off, and I don't know what else I would have wanted for him at the club. Up next is Alex Callado, whose loan move to Elche gets an A, and I'm really hoping that grade can stick. Callado did not have a place in this Barcelona, and instead of wasting away, he went to Elche and has so far looked like their most important offensive player. It seems like a lot is going to run through him, and his market value should be pretty fair for Barca when he returns. It's an A because if things keep going this way, his Barca dream may not come true, but he'll fetch a transfer fee, and his wages will be much higher in his next step. And at his age, that next contract will be the big one that encompasses the prime of his career. I want to talk about the next two loans, kind of grouping them together, but giving them individual grades. Abde went to Osasuna on loan, and that move gets an A- for me. Osasuna may contend for a European spot, and I can see him losing his spot in the rotation in January, but it being too late to be recalled and sent out again. That said, the team from Navarre, led by Chimia Vila up top, is a solid club from the top down that seems a perfect place for him to ascend. Enough quality around him where he isn't the guy, but not enough depth to suffocate all his minutes. On the other end of that spectrum is Nico Gonzalez, whose loan to Valencia started with the tiniest bit of hope, but already has me throwing out a C+. I know Carlos Soler was just sent to PSG and that opens up minutes for Nico, but I'll believe it when I see it. There are five midfielders, yeah, five midfielders on that roster right now. Nico, my guy Yunus Musa, Yes Moriba, Andre Almeida, and Hugo Guillemont. All five players that really intrigue me for one reason or another. It would be a lot of fun to see how this all works, but again, this is Valencia, who just cleaned out part of their front office with days left in the transfer window. And I hate the fact that Nico may get caught up in all that chaos. 
And I think the club, not maybe too proud to bring him back in January, but might hope that he can play his way into contention. If Nico is good enough, he'll be a starter anywhere in the Liga with the exception of Real Madrid and Barcelona. But I'm just worried that this is going to hurt his development. Clement Langley to Tottenham. This probably started out as an A- on paper, but I've already had to downgrade it to a B. It doesn't seem like the 27-year-old will play much, which means the loan won't be permanent, which means Barca are back with him in the contract until 2026 next summer as well. And next year he'll make just as much, but both be a year older and had his market value take another hit. Why this still gets a B is that initially it seemed like Spurs wouldn't be covering his entire salary, but everything since indicates that they are, and that's where the real win for Barcelona lies. And some might be accusing me of Maybe putting this one off a little bit, I didn't want to have to bring it up, but yes, Sergino Dest is gone from FC Barcelona, AC Milan on loan with a 20 million euro buy option. This marks his end at Barcelona pretty much no matter what. If it's so disastrous that Milan don't even buy him for 20 million to sell him on, then he's obviously below the Barca level again. And if he succeeds at all, he's gone for all those reasons I just mentioned. It still feels too early to give this a grade. It is just a loan and having talked to a Milan friend, he is skeptical about where his profile would fit for the Italian club. This could go poorly, and then I'm stuck watching the World Cup being sad about this shell of a player that came to Barca with at least, for me, pretty decent expectations. My gut says B- on this. With the market for defenders, and young fullbacks in particular, being absolutely bonkers, just 20 million for Dest seems low. While many are out on him at Barcelona, sure. It seemed like Bayern still were looking at him very recently, and I can't believe the market for him is so low. I think they shuttled him out so quickly because they had to make all the other salary work. And it had to be Dest because he never did enough to merit keeping him around. I'm not arguing that. But I just don't think the club really had their due diligence to find a proper spot for him. And to make it more difficult, Dest didn't really want to go. And speaking of not wanting to go, Martin Brothwaite to Espanyol on a free transfer. This is a C-. I felt like Alemani would get off the phone, likely with Man City again, and look outside the window and see a Danish flag and go, dang it, we still have to figure out how to unload Brothwaite. And the grade is because it took so long. And that's on the player too. I think he went to Espanyol to stay with his family in the city, something I don't blame him for at all. But if that's what he was going to do and forego more money elsewhere, then why didn't he choose to mutually terminate his contract sooner and get a full preseason in? Puzzling timing to me, but maybe somebody can explain it to me like I'm an emergency transfer that doomed an entire club to the seller of Spanish football. Poor Leganes. And lastly for the first team, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang for 12 million euros plus Alonso to Chelsea. This is absolutely an A-plus deal. Getting a fee in a player for somebody over 30 who came in last January, took a pay cut, scored 12 goals to joint lead the team, and parts with a wave on deadline day? That's perfect. It really stinks what happened to him, but Aubameyang has really rehabbed his reputation with his time at Barca. And getting this deal done, considering the broken jaw and the break-in and everything he's been through this last week, that's a level of mental toughness and professionalism most of us could only dream of having. Alright, now warp speed for those Barca Athletic moves that will impact the first team. Ferran Jukla went to Club Rouge for 5 million euros, and this is a too early, but I'm doing it anyway, A+. Five goals and seven appearances to start life in Belgium. Remember, he came to Barca B last season on a free from Espanyol Bay at 22. Played some in the first team and goes for 5 million euros. Then hits the ground running. Great business for Barca, so far a great move for Jukla. Miko Marmol, the 21-year-old center back, joined his friend Hunter Ordeana, who was released on a free along with 13 other Barca B players this summer, at Andorra in the second division. 50% of his rights and a buyback clause give this one a C+. Not getting a transfer fee for him is a bit disappointing. I would have even preferred a loan, but maybe the club didn't see the same things last year that some of us did. Arno Comas to FC Basel, also on a free transfer, 
That one gets a B plus. Barca probably should have extended him last summer, and they may have gotten a fee, but with nine appearances already in Switzerland, it seems like Comas, the player, made the right choice. Mateus Pereira also left for Ibar for 1 million euros, and I'll throw a B that way. 1 million is 1 million. There have been a ton of players arriving to Barca Athletic, and I'll have to talk about them in another video. We don't really have time to do that, so I'm just going to speak about the three moves that I feel like could affect the first team. Resigning Chus Alba and Chadi Riyad gets a B plus for me, because while it's only been one game, those two are looking to be essential for Barca Athletic this season. There's probably always going to be too many players in front of them for the first team, but getting them at least locked up for this season with Barca Athletic keeps good players in Barca's system for depth. And finally, Pablo Torre. Initially, this was an A, because getting a talent of that caliber in Spain from your rivals should always be applauded. Racing Santander's best player from a year ago, the deal felt like Pedri all over again, albeit Torre being two years older than Pedri was. But now, due to the club having to choose between Kunde and Torre to register him and not loaning him out, he's now stuck in the third division until at least the winter. At his age, this shouldn't derail him, but going from first team minutes sometimes to no times to a first division loan to just the third division, this deal gets a B-. This could very well all be forgotten, but it seems like this was a grab the asset, consider our plan for him later kind of deal. So if you made it all the way to the end, congratulations, this should feel a bit like graduation. Except the final grade is still left to be handed out to Matteo Alemani, Jordi Cruyff, and the rest of that board and sporting department. The salaries of PK, Busquets, Albo, Umtiti, and De Young are weighing heavy on me, as is the lack of a proper backup for Busi and the lack of a top shelf right back. But I have to put all that aside and give this window, in totality, an A+. To be honest, it was an A+, before deadline day. Bernardo Silva, De Young out, doesn't matter. This had to be an A-plus window for Barcelona because they want to contend for trophies. With financial wiggle room that they had, getting Lewandowski, Koundé, Rafinha, renewing Dembélé, Kessier, and Christensen on a free, Pablo Torre for good value, moving off of Coutinho, Langley's salary, and finding homes for 12 total players that weren't in the plans, that's about as good as you can expect in the world of business and football transfers. For all the concessions we've seen this club make in recent seasons, and the leverage that the club would apparently just give away during meetings, Alemani and company nailed these summer transfers over and over and over and over and over again. An A+, and I'm not gonna budge. And an A plus for you too, for sitting through this entire video, because now we finally get back to talking about football. So don't go too far. I hope you're not tired of me because I'll be back tomorrow for the five headlines, Barcelona taking on Sevilla in what should be a pretty important match this season, even though Sevilla are struggling at the moment. But as always, until next time, Forza Barca. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.